Hey, this is a Hakawati production. Okay, well, we're here with Dr. Paul Yazbek, an ENT facial plastic surgeon who deals with um, fillers, Botox, facial implants, all kinds of skin stuff and surgical and non-surgical rhinoplasties, including revision surgeries. And he's also a speaker at national and international conferences. Welcome. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. So let's talk a little bit about you, Dr. Yazbek, because you're also, uh, as a human being, an interesting uh, figure in the medical community and in the community in general. You're quite popular um, amongst patients. I hear a lot of people, friends, talking about you and friends who've gone to see you. And also amongst the medical community, people who know me know that I know a lot of doctors, so I hear rumblings there. Um, And I know that you're quite an adrenaline junkie. Do uh, you have some pretty fast things in your garage? Can you tell us a little bit about that just to start with? Well, there's a Ferrari in the garage that I drive every day. It's not like for the weekends. And there's a Harley. They both uh, produce a lot of adrenaline. So you drive the Harley on the weekends? Uh, Harley now is becoming more obsolete because uh, of the traffic and of the heat. Mm. Do you so, wear a helmet when you're driving the Harley? Yeah, of course. Of course. And uh, the Ferrari, do you only drive it in the city? Do you also take it out on the track? No, I drive it anywhere I go. Do you oh, ever go on, track. on tracks, yeah? Uh, there is no track in Lebanon, mm-hmm. so okay. I go for tracks outside. Okay. Do you drive fast in Lebanon anywhere? Yes, and <laughs> I keep on getting tickets. You do? <laughs> yeah. Where do you go? Uh, we do Ferrari drives. Yeah. And then sometimes I go on my own. Okay. But the ticket is So they actually uh, give tickets? They actually give tickets here? Yeah. Never seen anyone get, getting a ticket. Actually, the law in Lebanon, if you go 60 beyond the speed limit, it's not a ticket. It's like a prison and mm. they take your car for one week. Or you're, oh, you really? you pay a fine of $4 million. Wow. Yeah. So have you ever been to prison? No. <laughs> you go to the judge and you start crying in front of them. Really? Is that what you did? And then he reduces the fine to one million or eight hundred thousand, and then they don't take you to prison. Wow! Yeah, interesting. <laughs> Very interesting. So, why do you like it so much? Why do you like going fast and these kind of toys? Because I'm very calm. Mm-hmm. But this has to go somewhere. The the yeah. So, do you think also that, um, like, because of your practice, the fact that you deal with people who are coming to you all day long to change the way they look, and it's a very kind of high intensity job? Do you feel like you need like a release at the end of the day? You feel like you're absorbing everyone's issues in a way. Actually, I'm accused in the in my house that I don't talk much, but I'm drained all day because you know women, and you need to talk to women and convince them and answer all the questions. So yes, when you go in the, into the car, you need to do something. <laughs> you cannot drive just like this. <laughs> right, just regular driving. You need to, to let, let it out a little bit. So actually, that brings me to the topic of the day, which is plastic surgery, um, basically, and men. How, how much percentage would you say of your practice is actually men asking for our surgery? It's like 20%. 20%? And has it been 20% for a long time? Do you see kind of a, an, no, a it growth? No, less. It was like 10%. When was it 10%? Like 15 years ago. Okay. 
because actually in in the states now, um, in well in 2015, uh, the number of men getting plastic surgery was 1.2 million, which is like a lot of guys, right? And that's triple the number of men who went who had surgery in like 20 years sooner. Um, that's according to the American Society for Aesthetic Plastic Surgery, and I'm guessing that in the states. Maybe the, the you know they're a little bit ahead of us, and that it, it will follow that pattern here, maybe. Or it will take too true? much time to follow this pattern really? because men in, uh, in the Middle East, you know, they are more conservative than they are outside. Mm. So they don't seek plastic surgery. You don't think so? Now we're seeing changes, but like 15 years or 20 years ago. Yeah. You know, men were uh, more conservative than now. So are they embarrassed? Like everyone talks about women getting plastic surgery. Is it kind of a taboo for men? Are they embarrassed about it? No, but men now, you can see men with long hair, with earrings, with uh, short. Well, long hair have been a thing for many decades. But <laughs> no. <laughs> in the 70s, long hair was in oh, as well. Oh, okay, 70s. Yeah. <laughs> yes, uh-huh. but now they are more liberal about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you have noticed I see men for injectables more. Okay. So one of the things that a lot of people are talking about right now, which I brought up earlier, which an an article I shared with you was about incels. So incels are actually just a kind of a subculture of men that Wikipedia describes as members of an online subculture who define themselves as unable to find a romantic or sexual partner, a state that they describe as inceldom. So they're largely white on almost all exclusively heterosexual, and it it's short for involuntary celibate, okay, in cell. And um, so the article that made a big, that made a lot of headlines, uh, they use the hashtag forever alone, by the way. So they're like very depressed because they're like, they think they'll never have a woman, mostly because they're, they think they're not good looking and that women are attractive only to like hot guys. So some of those guys are, uh, are resorting to plastic surgery to look like the, you know, traditional hot guy. Uh, which they call a chad. That's like the social media term for like the the perfect man. And um, so it's it's not necessarily a huge trend here yet, but it's definitely a, a trend in Europe and the US. A lot of people are talking about it. So I was just wondering, uh, do you think that what they're looking for is like uh, something attainable, like in terms of the the square jaw, the... Uh, the injections, you talk about injections for men. What kind of injections and uh, what are we talking about? What, what are you doing to guys? Uh, in cells, these kind of people, you have to avoid people who are on the depressive side. Mm-hmm. Because whatever they do, they will find something to blame you about. Mm-hmm. Answering the other question, what kind of injections? We always use uh, injections, that fillers and botox. And mm-hmm. fillers are temporary. And in case we have a problem, we can dissolve them. Mm-hmm. So we are on the safe side. Mm-hmm. Botox will wear out in like three to four months. Mm-hmm. We don't have a problem with fillers and Botox, but we have a problem when we have facial implants. Mm-hmm. So when you put an implant, you need to do a surgery again to remove it mm-hmm. if they don't like it. And depressive people being men or women mm-hmm. should be avoided. Okay, let me ask you this. So when you see whether men or women that come to your practice and you feel like their their expectations are unrealistic, maybe they're depressed and they think that looking better will resolve their problems, Are you? do you turn them away or do you yes, just... Yes, I try to push them. Mm-hmm. How do you do that? What do you tell them? 
I tell them, uh, you need surgery. Maybe we can discuss it when you are in a better mood, like mm. in a month or two. Let's come back, think about it more. Mm. Don't decide now because you're down and you're not feeling well. Can you give me an example of a patient that you've seen recently that kind of came in and you're like, no, that, that person is not? Yes, she came, uh, had a recent divorce mm. and things were uh, messed up. Mm. She wanted to do anything to change uh, her mood, mm. Mm. but this is not a good candidate mm. because if... What we do, she doesn't like, the mood will be worse. Mm -hmm. So we try to push her, let things pass, let time pass, Mm -hmm. and then we we go on. Okay, so but when we talk about injections specifically, like, is there a difference between the way and the amount you use the injections between men and women? I usually like the natural look. Mm -hmm. So it depends on the deformity and the weakness in the face. Mm There is difference between young patients and elderly. Mm-hmm. I have young patients as young as 18 or 17. Mm. Really? What would yeah. you do to a, an 18-year-old? Lips. Mm. For women. What about boys, like guys? Guys uh, are a different story. Have you ever had like an 18-year-old boy patient? Do you get any of those? Uh, no. It's rare, huh? Those guys are pretty probably. happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no matter what. <laughs> They're probably like eating burgers uh, at like 1 a.m. And... In, uh, in general, we mm-hmm. can divide them into different categories. Mm-hmm. You said about incels that they are heter- yep. heterosexuals. Yeah. Uh, you have the heterosexuals mm-hmm. or the gays or mm-hmm. the regular men. Okay. What do you mean by regular men? Like just a, a guy maybe who wants to look a little younger? Yes. Now I had a patient who's like 65. He wanted to do some facial volumization where he had loss of volume. Where? Where would that be? In the face. But where in the face? The cheeks, jawline, chin. Mm -hmm. We did all this. Is that the same place you would put it in a woman? No, we may put this in a woman, but we want, uh, in men, we want a more masculine look. Mm -hmm. So how do you achieve that? Let's say chin augmentation. Mm -hmm. In women, we make it more pointed. In men, Mm -hmm. we make it more broad. Mm hmm. Uh, jawline, we can make it strong in men, mm-hmm. but in women, we can we will make it defined, but not very strong. Mm-hmm. Cheeks, more prominent in women than in men. Mm-hmm. In men, we do volume replacement, but in women, we do uh, volumization. It depends on, on the area treated. Do you use a lot more like a quantity of, of injection in a man versus a woman? In elderly, yes. Doesn't matter if men or women. Mm. In elderly, yes, because, because they've there lost. is more volume loss. In uh, in young patients, no, I'm very conservative. So this doctor that's referred to in this article that was on the New York in New York magazine, um, there's a famous doctor in the United States that specializes in men's plastic surgery. There's actually that's a growing trend. Even in New York, actually, they're doing clinics specifically for men. Uh, there's one called the Club Room or something like this. Yes. You've heard of it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I guess it's a growing, you know, a lot of guys are going uh, to get plastic surgery and uh, they, they don't like to be kind of sitting in the waiting room with a bunch of women who know that they're going in <laughs> wondering what they're going to be doing, you know, especially when it's not just your face. There's a lot of other stuff going on with like body plastic surgery. Yeah. I'm sure you've heard about it. There's like testicular implants and all kinds of weird stuff like that's going on. I guess it's the equivalent of women's uh, breast implants. But anyways, I'm going off topic. Um <laughs> So this guy in 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 the states that was uh, mentioned, he he does these uh, jaw implants. So what do you think there'd be an advantage? Like, can you really achieve like a major change with the injections for the jaw to make a man's jaw? Let's say you know some guys are born with very narrow faces that are very feminine. Can yes, you really you can make a big difference? Yes, you can do that with injections, yeah. and it's safer 
mm-hmm. because there is no surgery involved. And then if, we, if they don't like it, it will go or we can dissolve it. If we use uh, injections and fillers as injections and they like it, well, then we can shift when the filler goes into uh, surgery and implants. Mm. But they have to try it first. It's not good to put an implant immediately. So in your experience, when those, because you said you have like these types of heterosexual guys and you have uh, homosexuals, I guess, right? Is yes. that what you said? Uh, so what's what's the difference between the motivations between these three categories of men that you mentioned? Um, do they have a different reason for coming to see you? Uh, gays have a different category of, uh, we have... <laughs> yeah? <laughs> we have the... Uh, Actually, I like them a lot because they are very good patients. They have nothing to spend on except their beauty. Mm. So, except themselves. Mm. No kids, no wife, nothing. So these are also two types. So few of them would like to be feminized and the other half would like to be uh, more uh, man- manly. Mm-hmm. So the feminized, will, we will inject them as women and uh, Uh, augment the cheekbones, the forehead, the temples, minimal jawline, pointed chin. Mm-hmm. The men part of them will give them the more masculine look. Okay. So do they actually ask for that? So the the gay patient yes, will say, "I want you. to look more like a woman," or does he look at look at your mirror and say, "I want my chin to be a little bit more pointy and my cheekbones to be higher." They, they don't admit it as such, but you can mm. tell because when they when they want to look like women, they act like women. Mm. They can they come in with a Louis Vuitton bag and they look like women, mm. but they're actually men. We don't have them much here, but I get patients from Kuwait. There is a big community in Kuwait that come to me. They are fully gays and they are feminine. Do you think there are more gays in Kuwait than in other countries? And no, I don't from know. your experience, I don't know. or do they one, just know you better? They've they heard know of you me better. I, and I knew from them that it's forbidden in Kuwait, and the, if the police knows about them, they put them in jail. Oh, really? So they have their own communities. Yeah. Yeah. What about here? I don't know about here. In Lebanon, isn't it illegal as well? I don't know the law. You don't? No. You should know the law. You're getting tickets left, right, center. You should like open a law book. <laughs> you should know all the laws. <laughs> so um, do you think that, what about the other guys, like the heterosexuals? Are they doing it to like become more attractive to women? Is that, I mean, does, do you see that a lot? Like this article that, you know, that's making headlines, the incels, which clearly they're doing it really because they, they feel like, you know, they walk down the street and women don't look at them and, and they feel invisible. And they think that, you know, if they have a square jaw and a broader face and the right, you know, body, women will notice them. It all depends on the expectations. If they expect with that with fillers, they will look more beautiful. That's wrong. With fillers, mm. we can adjust things. Mm. We can make men look bit better, but not beautiful, that they are more attractive now. Actually, I have one patient who is going to Mr. Lebanon next year, and he comes and does uh, facial uh, fillers, and he's very attractive. So it's not a matter of getting being more attractive or less. This guy in specific opens the Instagram and shows me pictures of men with jawlines that are very prominent and cheekbones. They, they want to look like people in the, in the Instagram. It's not their conviction. It's, it's something they are dreaming of from, from other models, which we try to convince them that this is not for you. This is, you, look, no, you look good as you are. You don't have to do all this. 
people are very complex, men, women, and everyone. Do you ever feel like you're a psychologist in a way? All the time. Psychiatrist. Psychiatrist. Yes. Yeah, because you also prescribe drugs, right? Uh, no, <laughs> no, painkillers? <laughs> Antibiotics? Maximum. Maximum painkillers? Yes. Well, painkillers can be pretty potent. Uh, sometimes. Do you ever have patients who come to you like after a surgery like six months ago and they're like, oh, it still hurts. I need painkillers. Actually, there is a, one famous, not painkiller, I cannot say names now, but uh, it's, Lebanese use them right and left. And uh, some patients come for their prescription because they don't give them in pharmacies without prescription. And I don't do that because mm. uh, I tell them it's not my job. You have to see someone who can prescribe this. So do you think, again, I'm going to ask you the same question. Do you think that men and women are asking for plastic surgery for the same reasons? Like you just described, you know, one person who's going to be competing for a Mr. Lebanon title uh, that he wants to look like hot guys on Instagram, basically, who have probably a lot of followers, a lot of likes, right? And is that it's the same as women? Is that way, what you're, if you feel? Women definitely want to look uh, younger and more beautiful. Mm -hmm. Definitely. But do they show you pictures on Instagram as much? No. Like, no? Not like Do they me. show you pictures? They show me pictures of my patients on Instagram. I want to look like her. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. That's awesome. That's like the true, that's you're, like you've arrived. You are her That's doctor. awesome. I want, <laughs> I want the same. Amazing. But Sometimes you cannot copy. Yeah. Uh, different faces have different uh, criteria yeah. to work on. Um, I uh, recently interviewed actually uh, Paul Nassif in the US. Yes. He's the my famous uh, plastic surgeon who's on Botched. I know him. He's yeah. my friend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's a nice guy. So, of course, because you're in the same specialty, you must yeah. see each other at meetings and stuff, right? Um, but he was commenting on how the difference, be, because he practices in California, he was commenting how one of the things he's noticed is that here surgeons are still doing kind of the, the nose that's overly cute, kind of like very uh, sloped and lips that are kind of oversized and that, you know, you don't really see that as much in California anymore. It's more natural. Do you, do you still feel that? And, and secondly, more importantly, if a patient comes in, man or woman, men also probably want big lips sometimes, and they already have like big lips and they want them bigger do you give it to them because hey if that's what they want or are you or do you have your own uh, kind of uh, standards i have my own criteria mm -hmm. if i if it doesn't suit them i don't do it because mm -hmm. it's my name on the on the lips mm -hmm. yeah they, they would say i i did it with, with paul you mm -hmm. know so i don't do things that don't suit people and if they insist i tell them to go to another doctor mm -hmm. Uh, Does that happen a lot? Do you get a lot of those people who are yes. unreasonable? Yes. Yeah. Especially with revision rhinoplasty. Mm -hmm. I had a patient who had like six rhinoplasties. Wow. And she was asking for a seventh. And her nose was acceptable, not nice, but the seventh one will cause more harm than That's good. a lot of surgery on your nose. And when I refused that, she did it in Syria. Mm -hmm. And her nose was actually destroyed oh no yeah i think she regrets it now well i would imagine yeah it's terrible it is and uh, commenting on nasif's uh, comments yeah the overslope nose is not we're not doing that anymore maybe some old school guys do it but now we're all conservative i think So you don't get a lot of revisions of other doctors in the region that yes, have, have messed up it, yes mm -hmm. recently Or People have done it long time ago, yeah. or uh, recently with uh, unexperienced surgeons. Yeah, 
There's always uh, a room for correction in rhinoplasty. Mm-hmm. Today, a patient asked me, uh, are you always convinced with your results? I, I told her 90%. Mm-hmm. Not 90 convinced and not. I don't give my noses more than 90%. Mm-hmm. Because if I give them 100, then I should stop working. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You should always see your mistakes or your imperfections and try to work on them. Mm. And there is no nothing called perfect nose. Yeah. If you have the critical eye, you 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 always see something wrong sure. with it. Yeah. So um, you also do so surgical and non-surgical. Uh, no, yes. is that kind of a new things a phenomenon? I mean, since you've been in practice for how long have you been practicing? Since '98. <laughs> <laughs> you mean 2008? Wink, wink. Yeah. I don't know what's better. For you, it's so like you want to be like experienced, but you want you don't want to admit like you've been practicing for more than a decade or Actually, two. Actually, I'm glad you brought up this because now the Instagram is full with ads that they're saying there is non-surgical rhinoplasty, filler rhinoplasty, liquid rhinoplasty. I have docu- documented patients with uh, liquid rhinoplasty or what they're doing since 2008. Hmm. So I've been doing this for the last 11 years. Describe what's a liquid rhinoplasty. It sounds pretty like uh, it's science like fiction. Non-surgical. You liquefy your nose and then like like Play-Doh and then you like shape it with your fingers. Yes, you inject... <laughs> liquefy. Uh, no? You inject filler and then you shape it with your fingers. Yeah. yeah. No, but really? Yeah. Okay. But you injected the filler, so basically like on the bridge or an, and on the sides, yes, whatever it is. an uneven... Uh, an uneven nose, that's when you would do that? A minimal hump and mm-hmm. uh, distorted tip, you can fix it. Mm. Not all noses can undergo yeah. liquid rhinoplasty. Do you ever get anyone who comes in and is like, especially like a guy, like because he thinks it's more manly, he'll be like, I want a bigger nose. <laughs> Does that happen? Mm, yes. Yeah? Yes, especially those who did the surgery before. Yeah, of course. They don't want to do surgery again and mm. they have a sloped nose. We yes. Can, we can correct it. What about a natural nose? Like, uh, Make it bigger? Yeah. If it suits them, why not? They Do they ask you? It's, it must be rare. Oh, <laughs> I need to remember this. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I get weird uh, requests. Request. What's the weirdest request you've ever gotten? Ah, of many. The, the one thing I remember is uh, a Kuwaiti guy came and he said he wants a nose like an eagle. And he kept doing his finger like an eagle. <laughs> 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 he had a good nose, and but he wanted like an eagle. With a, he wants me to make it bigger, and the tip goes down like an eagle. I said I cannot do that. He said you are the best. You can do that. I said I don't do that. <laughs> you have to go somewhere. What What's wrong with wanting an eagle nose? I mean, maybe some people find say, it attractive. He did it with me. <laughs> I don't want my name on that. Yeah, note. you could make him sign like a non-disclosure agreement and put it on Instagram. Yeah. So, uh, do you think that um, that oftentimes patients come in for plastic surgery to compensate for uh, deficiencies in their lives? So, for example, you know, especially we see a lot more women who have obvious plastic surgery in in the Middle East and everywhere around the world. Probably they're more, you know, they get more surgeries, and oftentimes you can kind of see that they've had a lot of surgery. Do you think that? Some of those people are doing it to compensate for the fact that maybe they're not successful in other part of their lives, and this is how they're trying to gain attention or success or happiness. Look, women in particular have a different story. First, there is the jealousy between them. She has bigger lips, I want big lips. 
Second, they want to impress their husband so that he doesn't look outside. She'll make big boobs. I don't do boobs, I do face, but they want to show the husband bigger boobs, bigger lips, bigger everything, nicer look, so that he doesn't look outside, especially when they're out. And then those, you know, when you when you are, uh, let's say you are applying for a job, and you are cute, and the other applicant is not so nice, and you have the same credentials, they will take you. Hmm. Trust me. Yeah. So women have this problem, and because of our culture, they have this problem. Do you think that that's not true for men? Wouldn't it be the same for men if you have a, you know a kind of unattractive man and a, a guy who's really hot and they have the same credentials, don't you think that people just have a natural tendency to go for better looking people, all other things being equal? No. Really? Yeah. So you think they'll pick the uglier guy because it's less competition, assuming about, that they're men as well? I'm not talking about a, a beautiful woman yeah. and an ugly woman. Yeah. I'm, look, I'm talking about average. a beautiful woman and an average woman yeah. and a nice looking guy and an average guy. Yeah. Guys have the same chance in that job. Really? Than but, but if everything is equal, I mean, they have to make this decision somehow. I don't think they'll take the good-looking guy. Why not? It will distract other people. Really? <laughs> it will distract the woman. In yeah, the, or what about the, the idea that assuming that the people doing the hiring are men, they they would think like maybe that, that guy will compete with us, so we'd rather hire someone. Probably. Yeah, more average-looking. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it's kind of unfair. Yes, I know. Men, women have a raw deal. <laughs> yeah, it's unfair. It I, is unfair. It is the culture here. Yeah, here. You think and more I think here? it's everywhere. You know, women here are more in the front line. You can't have a male secretary, but you can have a woman secretary. Mm. So if you want a secretary, you want a good-looking secretary. Yeah. Yeah. You can't have a woman. Rarely you see a woman driving a cab. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've had a couple, though. Yeah, Very I've surprising. seen a couple, but... Mm-hmm. Most ninety nine percent definitely. Are men. So, this if you if I have a cab company and I need to hire, I would hire anyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't I don't care about his shape. He's a driver. Sure. Yeah, depends on the job. But women are on the front line. Mm-hmm. Receptionists, secretaries, in the bank, she should be good looking. <laughs> I, I go to my bank. Would you would you give a, a bank woman more money if she was good looking? Like you, if if like you had two banks and there was a woman in one bank and like would you be more uh, likely if they had the same interest rates? Let's say on savings Probably accounts. Probably I'd be more interested yeah? to go to the other bank. Yeah. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, human nature. Yeah. You, you want to talk. You want to have. Fun. But women would probably do the same. I'm just saying, if it was like a hot banker guy versus like, you know, an average looking. Yes, but if you go to a bank, Mm -hmm. you see more men inside than women as uh, customers, not... uh, Yeah. So Are you saying that women are not depositing money? (laughs) (laughs) They spend the money. They spend the money? (laughs) Oh, my God. This is the Middle East. (laughs) 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 Things are changing. I'm sure they are. (laughs) So, yeah, but let's go back to that because I had this conversation actually with someone recently that that when you see a woman who has so much plastic surgery, like I'm talking like over the top where it's like chin implant, cheek implant. Some men do this as well. Is it because they feel like they, they don't have enough confidence based on their... Uh, career or their mind or their personality so they feel like they need to make themselves more interesting in this way do you see that because you said you feel like a psychiatrist sometimes or a psychologist do you ever I think told that you, it depends on what they do if they're housewives yeah then they do this because of their insecurity with their husbands 
or they want to look like uh, their colleagues or her friends, or she wants to improve. But you're you're talking about the people who are overdoing it. Yeah, yeah the there's a lot of those overdoing it. There's there has to be a problem. Mm-hmm. The regular people. It's just for being beautiful. But the people who are overdoing it... Do you get a lot of those people who are overdoing it? Yes. You do? Yes. Like, they give want me an example. More and they want more. Mm-hmm. I have to put stop somewhere. Mm-hmm. And the problem with some doctors here, that they don't say, no, you shouldn't do, be doing that. They keep on injecting, and sometimes you see a woman like a balloon. And who did this for you? Hmm. You'd see a good, uh, reputed doctor doing this. Do, do you do that? No. Yeah. Because there's that like puffy look that people tend to get when they get too much injections, right? Yes. Yeah. And it doesn't look nice. Mm-hmm. There, we are experts. Mm-hmm. And we have to know where the limit is. A patient is not an expert. He should ask and we, we should tell them our opinion. If they impose their opinion on us, we can say, I don't want to do it. We have the freedom to do that. Yeah. Does that happen every like day, every day? Every day I have someone. Yes. Yeah. Like one, maybe one or two. Let's say five per week. Okay. So uh, let's go back to men and their injections. What what are what's more popular with them? Botox, injectables? Are are men like crazy over Botox like women are? Are no. they having Botox Botox parties or Brotox? Actually, that's the word that men are they're, using. They're not doing Brotox. Much. They're not doing Brotox. They're doing fillers. More. Really? That's yeah. interesting. Where do they want fillers? Like. Just like to fill lost volume? Yes, face. Can you be specific? You see, men, uh, when they age a little bit, they have, uh, we all have fat loss. Mm-hmm. And the face will uh, droop down. Unfortunately, not always in the right places. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> it all like kind of falls from your face into your gut. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So some people are aware of that. And they want to do volume replacement. Mm-hmm. They're not, they don't ask for much men. They're quite, do whatever you think is good. Mm -hmm. So what do you do? I mean, what's the most common place where you inject a filler in a man's face who's aging? Usually the posterior jawline and the cheeks and chin. People lose fat in their chin? Uh, Sometimes uh, the chin, yes, uh, Mm. is a bit retruded and uh, you see it uh, a bit drooping and they have double chin more. Yeah, so the injection helps with the double chin? Yes, a little bit. And we have something for the double chin too. What's that? It's a fat dissolving agent. Oh, yeah. How does that work? It dissolves fat. <laughs> it's like an injection, and you just shoot yes, it in the, the double chin. Yeah. But doesn't it leave like saggy skin after? Um, uh, you have to be selective in cases. Yeah. Yeah. So you wouldn't use it for someone with like a huge double chin. No, just minimal fat with good skin. Good skin. If they have uh, saggy skin, you will uh, mm-hmm. you will make the problem worse. What about the lines under like the eyes? The tear Trough? troughs. Troughs. Tear, tear troughs. troughs? Yeah, do, do, is that a fill, common thing? We fill every day. Yeah. And I've, I have been doing that since 2009 too. Yeah, 2002? Nine. 2009. Yeah, yeah. when I started the liquid Mm-hmm. It's a good... Uh, it's it's, it's some, very good. Mm. It makes you look uh, less tired and it fills the gaps under the eyes. Mm-hmm. And many people have it. Yeah. Even we have treatment for dark circles under the eyes. Like what? What, what are those? What is it's that? It's a mixture of product called uh, light eyes mm-hmm. with another called white N. And I mix them with uh, three other products, which are stem cell derivatives. Wow. Is that like your custom mix or is that something yes. that's common in the industry? No, it's my mix. Huh. 
I wish I could see like before and after <laughs> pics. Sounds well, like, what does it do exactly? It takes away like the darkness? Yes. Well, how does it do that? How does that work? Uh, it works on the melanocytes and uh, they improve the skin quality because as the, th- as the skin thins up under the eyes, which is already thin, but thins up more, it becomes transparent for the vessels under it mm-hmm. and it shows to the outside. So the other three stem cells uh, products, they increase the skin thickness and this will uh, will improve on it. So these are all injections? Yes. So so you're saying men don't use a lot of Botox, no, surprisingly? No, they don't like it. Hmm, why not? Men hate injections, by the way. They do? Do you yeah. think they, they like... Do they handle pain less well than women do? That's exactly what uh, <laughs> what the problem is. Really? They hate pain. They hate injections. And they want to look nicer without any injection. They are afraid of needles. They are? Yeah. More than women. Them. Yes. They can't tolerate pain. What do they do like when you inject them? Do they like, cry like they little shout, girls? like babies. They do? Yeah. <laughs> Most of them. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Do they, like, I had one patient. I did one side Botox. He said, I don't want to do the other side. I said, you'd look half paralyzed. It's not possible. Tried to convince him for half an hour to do the other side. Yeah. And he did finally, yeah, I imagine. Uh, we should. Yeah. Yes. Why do you think why do you think they have so like there's so such babies? Why do they feel pain more than women? It's well known. Women tolerate pain more than men. Mm. What's your why why do you think that is? It's human nature. I think the, the you're a doctor. You should have the answer. They did teach you that in medical school no, they, when you were learning how to cut people open. Women have tolerance for pain more. Yeah. yeah. Now you have the epidural, but uh, let's talk a uh, hundred years ago. Yeah. Women deliver without any epidural, without any anesthesia. Mm. And you know what delivery is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do know. <laughs> Happened to me without an epidural. What I add. Yeah. I can handle anything now. Huh? You could you do see? a surgical anything, like without any anesthesia. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. We don't get pregnant, we don't get children. Yeah. Do you know anything about microneedling? That seems yes, to be like the biggest uh, thing right now we for anti-aging. The clinic too. You do it? Yeah. You do it. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you find it effective? Uh, anytime you prick the skin, you stimulate uh, collagen production and uh, new growth of cells. Mm-hmm. So microneedling is very good. Mm-hmm. Of course, there are procedures you cannot do at uh, summertime. Like that? Yeah. Why? Microneedling, plasmage, and everything. Why? You need to avoid sun for like minimum one week. Okay. So people don't like that. No, no. Here in this part of the world, it's no. like... <laughs> it's like yeah. in prison. <laughs> yeah. So these are winter procedures. And mm-hmm. then microneedling is very good. Do men do that as well? Do you recommend it to men as much as women? Usually men don't like to do it. First, it's painful. Second, they have the beard and they have the hair. Mm-hmm. Microneedling is to give homogeneous skin with uh, with uh, good texture. Yeah. Which men, I, I don't know any man who uses creams. Really? Maybe I think that's changing don't. though, because like, I know a lot of younger men are using creams and borrowing their wife's cream. and. Rarely. Really? We use sunblock. Yeah. Oh, you use sunblock? Wow. Congratulations. <laughs> Sometimes. That's impressive. <laughs> what SPF do you use? 50 plus. Do you use it every day or just like... Uh, no, just on the beach. We should use, use it beach. every day. Yeah. But Although uh, I was reading recently, there's... Do you know the, the brand called The Ordinary? No. It's, uh, it's a brand that the, the owner was actually... Uh, died recently and there's like conspiracy theories because he was actually kind of transforming the, the industry of, of 
skincare. But he basically launched these products that are all uh, super well-priced, uh, but they're not formulated together. For example, be like just the retinol, just the uh, hyaluronic acid. And, uh, you know, it's like, let's say, you know, $20 for a bottle of, of uh, retinol, which is $150 by other brands. You know, he, he basically democratized skincare. And one of, he's very interesting and his products are at Sephora now, actually, and it's, it's becoming very popular. The whole concept of kind of this less expensive, simple, simplified uh, uh, line of products is, is doing really well. But he, his theory was that if you use uh, sunscreen every day, I don't know how much you know about skin, that your skin loses the ability to fight uh, the, the sun rays and that, in fact, you're kind of doing something counterproductive, meaning you should not necessarily wear SPF every day unless you're going to the beach. If you're going to be in an office and spending 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there, maybe you should put like 10 SPF or no SPF. Yes. It depends on the area. For the body, you don't need 50. Mm-hmm. For under eyes, yes. Mm-hmm. For the whole face, probably 30 is good. Do you think there's some truth, though, that your skin kind of gets, uh, you, that it uh, adapts to what you're doing, meaning that if you expose it a little bit to the sun, it, it, its ability to to counteract it is, is better than if you... I don't think it's generalizing it. to all types of skin. Mm-hmm. When you are dark, sun sun damage is less than when you are of course. White. Well, he's obviously talking about white people because yes, he's white himself. Because we're in Lebanon, yeah. we don't have uh, super white people. Like. But you do actually. You know what? I think I feel like in Lebanon, especially. I mean, maybe it's different in the Gulf countries, but in Lebanon, you have a lot of these like fake dark skin people who go to the beach all the time. But if you like, if you look, the, if you look like beneath the trunks of a guy, I mean, his butt cheeks are often like very white. Not that you I've know, ever seen any, is, but I'm just is, guessing. Is, <laughs> I've heard through people. <laughs> it's all the talk on the streets. Yeah. But uh, it's true. I don't feel like you, people you are that dark here. You can be white. Yeah. And when, you are, uh, when you're exposed to sun, you become tanned or dark. Yeah. The true white, when exposed to sun, they become red and they will never be tanned or dark. Mm-hmm. So that's... Are you talking all... about like Irish, like almost like blonde, yes, redhead? Yeah. yeah. So even in white, you have different mm. categories. Of course. Yes. Uh, I think you have to have some sun exposure, but people need to know that sun exposure is cumulative. Mm-hmm. What you are exposed to since age zero until 50, let's say, is cumulative. Your, your skin does not forget it. Mm-hmm. That's actually an interesting uh, topic because people here really are in the Middle East in general. They really go all out. They spend you know, hours and hours at the beach. I mean, I see people still putting baby oil over themselves, including friends of mine, which I can't believe. It's like horrible. Yes, it's like you're going to... Uh, yeah, I mean, the carrot, at least it has like some like vitamins in it. I mean, baby <laughs> oil is like, what worst thing can you put on your skin? But uh, do you see a lot of sun damage? Do you get a lot of patients who come in? I mean, especially people with uh, freckles, Mm -hmm. and you see the décolleté or the chest, uh, upper chest. It's like uh, black dots on it. That's very ugly. I don't know what they like about it. They do like it, right? I've seen people talking about it. Like they actually think it's cute. No, it's not. It's not cute. (laughs) No. Uh, Do you do facelifts as well? I used to. Mm -hmm. I didn't like it, so I stopped it. Why? Oh. Long story, I'll tell it to you. Okay. But now with the machines, we have this HIFO machine. Yeah. Uh, it does non-surgical facelift and it's uh, FDA approved. What is it called again? What is HIFO, it? High Intensity Focused Ultrasound. Mm. It actually lifts the skin? Yes, and there's an FDA approved uh, HIFO machine. It's called Ultera. Yeah, I've heard of Ultera. Yeah. 
Altera is now... Uh, but that's not like as effective as a facelift, obviously. No, nothing is as effective as yeah. surgery. So you don't want to share your facelift story? Yes, but uh, it's, it's not the story. It's like dealing with people who are old. Yeah. What do you mean old? Like what age is like people get their first facelift? Let me tell you. In, in the US or Europe, with their skin types, yeah. they, they need facelifts at 40. Wow. Yes, 40, 50, and I've seen a lot of them. In Lebanon, not before 60. Wow, Lebanese are really awesome. Yes, their skin is very good. They're amazing. They're yeah. smart and they're beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so 60, 70, these are difficult patients. Okay. Yeah. How so? Difficult to deal with. Uh, you know, facelift, there is an extended scar from... The hairline till the posterior ear. And they nag about one stitch behind their ear. Really? The, ear. the older patients are more picky about that? Yes. You'd think the opposite. You'd think they wouldn't care. No, you they know? are. So to go back again to the like the motivation behind uh, getting plastic surgery, um, you said that maybe it's a little bit different with men and women. But at the end of the day, what do you think that the the essential reason that women want to, uh, men and women come to you and, and want to get plastic surgery? Like, what, what's the reason? Do you think it has to do with, like, you know, being attractive to the other sex or to whatever sex you're interested in? Is that what's motivating people? Let's take women first. Yeah. Okay, women, they, they are born in Lebanon, I mean. And they are born to be, to dreaming of the white dress, the wedding dress. Yeah. Or the graduation or the prom. And they want to look good in pictures, especially now with the, uh, with the phones, Social all media. the phones with yeah. pictures. Before, when you used to want to take a picture, we, uh, there is a camera with 24 yeah. <laughs> shots. Yeah. You cannot waste them anywhere. Now you take 24 shots and one click. Yeah. So pictures now are, are essential. And then everybody is aware of when there is something wrong. Yeah. Men or women. But women more... Uh, I mean, but what do they? Why do they care so much? Is it in front of other women? Is it because they want men to find them attractive? No, if you take like, uh, I mean, ten, what ten I'm trying pictures. to ask you basically is: it, is it all about sex? You know what I mean? At the end of the day, is that what why men and women are so obsessed with the way they look? I mean, you can talk about social media and all, but what's underneath all that? Like, no, no, it's just like they want to be beautiful. If but it, why? If, if in most Who pictures, cares? your nose looks ugly. Then yeah. fix my nose. Why? Why do they care so much what other people think? No, it's maybe self-satisfaction. I don't think it's about all so other people. They just want to match that image of themselves that they have in their head that they yes, want to have? Yes, probably. They want to look better. Nobody wants to look uh, ugly. I mean, the truth is that we don't have to look at ourselves. Other people have to look at us, you know, except for social media. But you can choose to not take pictures of yourself. But you can't. you don't have this choice anymore. I mean, I, I don't post pictures of myself on social media. Uh, but they, uh, some friends will post pictures of you with them. Mm. Rarely. And if you have something wrong, then yeah. you can point it out. Yeah. I, I want this to be Or you fixed. can just go home and cry. <laughs> 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 and then forget about it the next day. Have like a shot of whiskey and like pretend it it's never happened. It's not about uh, sex and the other sex and uh, mm -hmm. being more attractive to other people. You don't think so? No, most of my patients, usually my patients are young. Mm-hmm. 16, 18. You're talking about girls now, girls, of course. Yes. and They come to you for nose jobs, obviously. Yes. Yeah. Do you think that, that that people in this region have 
more problems with their noses than in the West, for example? Yes. Mm. Yes. What kind of, of noses do we have here? We have big noses, <laughs> big nostrils. Okay. Big bones, white yeah. bones. Uh, rarely you see someone with a very good nose. Uh, well, obviously the ones who are coming to you are not the ones with the best noses. Of course. <laughs> no, but when I go around or when I, when I go to, with my kids to their school and see the other uh, students, I can take like 60% of the students who need nose jobs. Wow. Yeah. You th and what do you think the percentage would be like in the West? Any idea? Much less. Much less. Anytime I travel, I don't see bad noses as here. Mm. It's genetic. You yeah. Know, yeah. So again, like you're saying that it doesn't have to do with sex and, and with attracting the opposite sex. Of course, that's not the case for the incels that we were talking about earlier. Those people that those guys that want to, you know, attract women uh, with this kind of uh, We were talking strategy. about girls, young yeah. girls and women. Yes. Now, men have a different uh, okay. thing. Okay. Uh -huh. Men, they want to look attractive. Yeah. Yes. Oh. They don't care about their image on right. uh, on Instagram or their uh, selfies. Yeah. They have this issue of we want to look more attractive. Mm -hmm. Of course. Kind of like in nature, like when you talk about like peacocks with the big, you know, it's the usually the male animals that want to be like more spectacular and yeah. well, right? <laughs> you know, you think the opposite because it's women that wear dresses and makeup. But at the end of the day, maybe the, it's men who really care more about their appearance in a certain way. Uh Everybody wants to look attractive. But yeah. men, when they seek surgery, they want the, the main purpose is to look more acceptable, not attractive, or to look more natural mm -hmm. than the problem he has. Mm. So do you feel like the men that you have in your practice, do they ever mention that they're uncomfortable in front of the women, like they're shy more than women, like embarrassed or not really? I, I see this not in the clinic. Mm. I see this with sometimes you go like guys' night out or something. I can tell or I can see the behavior of men who are shy and they don't have enough self confidence to go and talk to a girl that they like on the bar or somewhere. Mm. When they do something, probably they will have more confidence. Something like injections to make their face a little bit yes, more balanced. Yes, probably, probably fillers, probably nose job. They ask me, would I look better if I do this? What or do you that? say? If they do, yes, yeah. I say yes. Mm. And do they? Yes, many of them do. And do they ever come back three months later for a refill because, hey, it's working really yeah, well? Yes, do they tell they you that? Do. <laughs> they do? Yes. You've seen like people's lives like changed? I've seen Men's many guy, people's lives. Guys' lives? Yeah. Especially girls. Mm. Really? What about the guys, though? I mean, you just told me about those guys who are shy. If they if they improve their looks, do they ever come back to you and they're like, I they need a doctor, back. you need they to do back. it again. But, uh, but with girls... My jaw's uh, <laughs> shrinking and the girls are running the other way. <laughs> with girls, uh, one year I did like 20 girls of the, on the age of 18 to 21 and they all got married. <laughs> wow. Interesting. They, I don't know, they... Either my hands uh, give... So what you're saying is you make like lucky noses. Probably. Yeah, that's going to go over well. I think a lot of parents are going to be giving those as gifts uh, now. <laughs> uh, men, sometimes they try it. It doesn't push their self-confidence much. It doesn't? And but don't. you just said they're shy when they go out. Doesn't it help? You said it does it help. It helps, but sometimes... Not enough. It's, it's in their behavior. Yeah. Or their luck. I know yeah. I know someone who has very bad luck. 
whatever he does, nothing works. Really? Yeah. Why? What happened? I don't know. Like what? It's unlucky. Like at what point does he get unlucky? Does he get With lucky women. and then unlucky? Or he doesn't get lucky at lucky, all? Lucky, unlucky. <laughs> <laughs> lucky and then unlucky? Maybe he's going after the wrong girls. Maybe. Mm. Maybe he needs just like one centimeter more. No, it doesn't like, work uh, like no? this. No? <laughs> <laughs> it's good that you admit it. No. You should be saying the opposite. It's like, yeah, the more the better. No, no. No? no. Do you have anything else you wanted to share with us? Or uh, talk about? Yes. Oh, okay. Depends who's listening to this. I still yeah. don't know. But uh, I would like for people to know that you sh they should go to doctors. There are many clinics that have uh, beauticians or uh, ordinary people doing injectables and fillers and so, and we see many complications. We have seen people uh, using products from China. I'm not saying that China is not good, but products un unapproved from China, from I don't know where. Mm -hmm. And they are having complications. Permanent fillers also have comp complications. Uh, Botox that is not approved has complications. Even the good products, if injected in a bad way, they have very severe complications. And they have many pictures of complications. You can have necrosis like when your tissues die. If you inject the nose improperly, you can lose your nose. How do you inject it improperly? If you in get into a vessel. Mm. And if you're not expert in that, you can have serious problems. Yeah, that's a little worrisome. And you can have blindness and you can have... Wow. Yes. So I would like to ask people to have this uh, maturity to go to a doctor. And a doctor who does these things, not uh, a gynecologist injecting her face, which I know of. Plastic surgeon, facial plastic surgeon, or somebody who, who knows where to inject. Uh, only surgeons? What about like... Um, Dermatologists, dermatologists, of course. Yeah. They, okay. they are uh, very good. But not to beauty salons and to aestheticians and so to do it. So not at the nail salon either? Like. They, they may be saving $50, yeah. but they, they will pay their life for it. Mm. Thank you for bringing it up. We will leave it at that. And thanks so much for joining me today and sharing your insights and stories. Thanks to you. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed the show. You can find us on hakawati.com. That's hakawati with an I. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and also to send in your comments, good or bad. Yeah, I can take it. See you next time.